0: Robinson. Jesus loves you more
1: than you will know. Welcome back to Ball, Don't Lie right here on 104 Down the Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's when my man Jack, who's doing a great job, uh, takes jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Uh, our conversation from off the record has got the Specs text on a little lit up. Limerick, win, lim, <laughs> Limerick Winner here, uh, 3.3, says, As a white male, I would like to say Bruce Springsteen sucks. I don't get it. As a music, <laughs> his music slash voice is awful. You can throw Bob Dylan in there with him just Awful. I don't disagree about the uh, music, about, about the voice being awful. Their voices are not necessarily great. But I do like lyrics. I'm a lyrics man, uh, usually over the beat and the chorus. And most people these days just beat and chorus people. Why I prefer Pac over Biggie because I'm a lyrics guy. And I like the lyrics actually to be relevant. Sometimes they can be political, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen both their music. Gets a little relevant political I don't mind that at all.
2: Changes a little bit,
1: right? Yeah, and Bob Dylan totally agrees. I always said that Pac is, you know, Bob, Pac is kind of the Bob Dylan of rap in a lot of ways. Interesting. Uh, well, just because he's more of a poet, you can describe him more of a poet too, if you want to. But Pac had so many different, you know, personas, mm-hmm. so many different sides to the man. He was deep. Had had a birthday early this week, actually. Yes, he did. Um, also, uh, Texture says, <laughs> "Damn, Rod, Bruce Springsteen is super white." Yes. All right, we were just talking to Harsh about that. He needs more women and more white people in his phone uh, with his music choices. He doesn't have enough women and not enough white people. All right, I'm making an adjustment. So guys. we're gonna make some changes, yeah, for women and white people in your phone. Look, I got you. Got Hall Oates? Oh yeah, you know I
2: got them. All right, you know I got them. We're gonna
1: ask you about random white bands and women,
2: and I'll tell you if and I female have female
1: artists. And we're like, yep. you should have them in your phone if you don't.
2: All right, do I get the veto votes?
1: Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, you, you, no, you are the final it's, say. Yeah, I do
2: get, but to I'm get that. I'm saying
1: something I may have in my phone. We'll do that kind of later on. Okay, we'll do
2: that because yeah, I, you I know. know you got
1: it. i I'm a, my stuff is eclectic. You're a little bit different. I got I got a very eclectic mix on this phone, man. It's, it's all types, man. Got Billy Joel. Got Billy Joel on your phone?
2: No, ain't yeah, no Billy Joel. No No Billy Joel at all. None. Come on, man. I do have Hall and Oates because I love Sarah Smile. Well done. Good for you. See? See. You ain't total lost cause. No, I'm not. There's some hope out there for me. <laughs> <laughs> As my man Nate says, "Where the white women at?" <laughs> you got Chris Stapleton, though. That yeah, I, I do. love. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah, I got all of his.
1: I would. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All
2: right. All right. We'll so I'm in there.
1: there. We'll get back to that. Some people on the spec sex line that Sar- Harsh needs suggest you needs f- good female artists and white artists, because he didn't have enough on his phone.
2: Or you know what? They can be white female artists, uh, too. <laughs> any
1: artists other than African-American artists, because you can be Latino or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I guarantee you, like, 80, 85% of your folks is just black folks
2: singing. 85%. Uh,
1: Ninety-five <laughs> percent. <95%? laughs> we got, we got. I got Chingo diverse. Bling
2: on my my phone too, We got did diversify a little bit, man. I do, I do. I you got, branch Eagle, out you got out the Eagles that. on there.
0: I do have the Eagles. There you the go. Carpenters. Yep. Now that that is white people music. I don't carpenters. have Carpenters. Carpenters is that's legit. I'm yeah, not. he's
1: right about that. No, no.
0: Yeah, Inya, yeah Inya on there. No. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
2: no. <laughs> Selena, you got Selena on there? Negative, bro.
1: Come on. Nope. You got no Selena on your phone.
2: All are in Texas. All the music that I get from here is when y'all bring uh, <sighs> Top of the Charts 2. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you got no Bob Dylan on your phone. You got, got any Beatles? Nope. No Beatles? No. No Beatles. No Bob
1: Dylan. Uh, Rolling Stones. Nope. Wow, this is amazing. This game is so much more interesting than <laughs> sports. <laughs> That's all about this game. I don't care I Just want to ask hard. Do you have any of these 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 iconic bands on your phone? Iconic artists. Yeah, mm. we're the only iconic bands and artists.
2: Let me see. Temptations are on here. <laughs> I said <laughs> <laughs> they're iconic to me. <laughs> they are iconic. What about George Michael? Uh, no. What about George Strait? I did. I got George Strait. Okay, I'm just yep. going through
1: my phone, some of that I have. It's like if I have it, you should have it.
2: Yeah. BGS. Yeah. But the BGS. I do like the BGS. Nice. Yep.
1: Okay. All right. See, there you go. Not So the I spec, got a little bit. Lit.
2: <laughs> hey, I <laughs> definitely, I definitely up. have downloaded Lainey Wilson. Just FYI.
1: Oh, I know why. Yeah. Exactly. Got to
2: do it. <laughs> I was trying to see if they got any videos up of her.
1: <laughs> they got nothing to do with her yeah. singing ability.
2: Yeah, it does.
1: Oh man,
2: she's got wow. a great voice.
1: Okay, I'm gonna read something from the Spec Sex line. I don't know why I got Jack Harlow on my phone. That's just, I need to delete uh-huh. that. Some stuff is just, I sh- uh-huh. don't need to be
2: sharing that with people. You do not need to tell other people
1: that. Uh, that's bad. What about Joan Jett and the Black Hearts? You got that? Wait, you got Joan Jett and the Black Hearts on your phone? Yeah. You got John Mayer? Got to send John Mayer on there. No. You ain't got no John Mayer? Nope. Justin Bieber? <laughs> Heck
2: no. Though Bieber's later stuff is legit. Bieber's talented. Why y'all acting like Bieber's not talented? I, 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 I listen to Bieber. I'm listening to Usher, so I just treat them (laughs) the (laughs) same.
1: Bieber's a black, he's a white he's usher. He's a white dude? usher. Oh, come on. He's Bieber was
0: usher's, like, protege for a long time. Yeah, yeah, was That's you. how he found him. I, I, he, I can't hear Justin Bieber. I grew up in the era where Justin Bieber was just, like, the worst thing in music and everyone. And I will admit, pretty, it got a little extreme. He was, like, 14. That's true. Yeah, I yeah. I was younger than him. People, so people I, were I got, hating him, though,
1: when he was young. That's right. He's actually, yeah, you know, I don't really necessarily like the, the the earliest stuff. I like the later stuff. He said yep.
0: shoddy too much. <laughs> come on, shoddy. A 13, 14-year-old boy, and he was Singing about shawdys.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This We can go on forever here. Okay. All right. We could, This probably taking up too much time. You got Metallica on there in your phone?
2: I enter the Sandman every once in a while.
1: All right. Now we
2: talking. Uh, I, I like it, that. I am okay. the Sandman. I used to have Ozzy on there. That would be good. But I had to get it off because my <laughs> phone just started tripping. Oh, so you decided to delete I was like, I was like, I don't want to be like that. Why none of the other, uh, the, the, the black artists got deleted? Oh, because, man, they've been working hard to get that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got Phil Collins on your phone?
2: Yep. Okay, good. I like Phil. All
0: I
1: right, can
2: get man. down with Phil. Man. Yeah.
1: There's okay. a lot that you want. we going to would... make a list of just iconic bands that you need to have on oh, your phone. Yeah, I need it. Artist. Chad and
0: got their album swap. We got to get it going, but for... Hundreds of bands. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, y'all gonna have me out here looking way too much, man.
1: Yeah, we we gotta, yeah, we gotta get you on that. All right, no Queen. Yes, I was like, what about Queen? Got no Queen on there. No Queen.
2: I'm ignoring y'all.
1: I like Jack Johnson too. Good on that texture. Eric Clapton. What about
2: that? None of that. No Clapton either. No Clapton. No. Come on. I, I want to thank y'all for giving me all these names to look it's at, amazing. man. Amazing. Now, now, now that you I, listen, I used to listen to. Duran Duran, <laughs> I used to listen to White Snake. What happened? To, Why'd you stop? What did you, what'd you say the other day about John ja Morant? Yeah. You must give up childish things. Music, no, we'll, yeah, <laughs> that's not true.
1: <laughs> music don't work that way. Music don't work that way,
2: man. I had to switch it up, man. That was nice. It's, I had to switch it up. I like how up. you're using it. Yeah, uh, I, had it, I had to bring nice. it back to you, man. All
1: right, let's get to this uh, NIL story. Quit hammering away at heart a little bit. That was fun, though. <laughs> Appreciate you opening It ain't up. over. It ain't over. Oh, no, it ain't over. <laughs> it ain't over. We're going to come up with a bit about this, man. Yeah. This is amazing. Okay, let's get to this NIL law that has changed, and as a result, we could end up seeing uh, the University of Texas. Uh, benefit from this new uh, amendment to the NIO law here in Texas. So as a result of this law um, and it- I haven't read the law in detail, just full disclosure. Uh, This is from ON3. The Texas One Fund donors will soon receive a tangible return on their NIL investment. The Athletic Department uh, announced um, last weekend that current members of the Longhorn Foundation will earn loyalty points for any donations to the NIL collective starting July 1st. Uh, Collectives Mm -hmm. across the country have worried about donor fatigue as the year two anniversary of NIL inches closer. Um, uh, Patrick Will Smith, I mean Wills who is the executive director of the Texas One Fund, TexasOneFund.org, by the way, uh, says it's another great asset for us. Uh, Not only are we doing good things in the community, uh, not only are we helping our student-athletes, we're also giving donors the benefit, which is a game-changer. As of now, it's still a tax-deductible donation. The ability for them to get a tax deduction and loyalty points is a really good thing. Loyalty points, by the way, for y'all and for, for us.
2: Yeah, I was like,
1: for us. Don't don't, don't, don't get it twisted. For us. uh, Rod B., I I donated, but in other ways. All right? Blood, blood, sweat, and tears. That's what they get from Rod B. Time and effort.
2: (laughs) Time and effort. I'm sorry, guys. Uh,
1: the, basically, the <laughs> loyalty points, uh, they help determine priority for season ticket selection, seat selection, upgrades for different sporting events, uh, all the you know, rivalry games. So now going to the SEC, is going to be even bigger for your Texas mm-hmm. OU games, for all the road games. Those are going to be better road games in the SEC, too. And all the postseason events. And, yes, something that is close to hard, just uh, hard parking parking so yes yeah, so also important. important it actually is all the big the bmds shout out to the big money donors and boosters all the ones that i know uh they all got really nice fancy parking
2: they all want they, that they don't that park too. with the
1: gin pop no.
2: yeah and most of y'all listen gin pop they don't park with us They got I'm, fancy I'm, nice and i'm parking. trying to be fancy like <laughs> them i need to get that i need to get that exclusive Harge valets everywhere he goes try to anyway yeah Basically, I just, I, is there is there a pass at UT that
1: like CDC has that's like the Chick Fil A Black Card that like basically you can park anywhere on the campus and you won't get any ticket or anything. Like, a CDC have that? Like Jay Hartzell, does he have that? I don't think they all. I don't think anybody, don't think has, anybody it. has it. I think you Quinn
2: yours and, don't, and them don't <laughs> have it. They don't have it. Yeah, you know what? I would definitely make it part of my nil deal, y'all, for paying sure. for my parking. Exactly. Sorry, man. I need y'all to pay for that. Because I need to park close because <laughs> <laughs> you know people are trying to chase me. That's what they can say. Oh, that's true. You, you could know, they can that. say that. I'm
1: trying to, yeah, that's good. I'm point. trying to
2: avoid all these people. You know, I'm trying to make it in. That's what that's what I would be saying at the NIL. Uh, no, if no. I was if I was a guy that was cold enough to get the NIL money, yeah, yeah, you gotta have you gotta have some of those things uh typed in. No, I'm with you um, that it had it baked in. But this law
1: that's now incentivizing the, the big money boosters and donors who are already contributing. And I brought this up earlier in the show. Uh, you know, Texas is right now considered to be from a lot of metrics. So, you know, depending on I'm sure what study you're looking at. But if you're going off uh, open doors and they are one of the first companies that decide to track transactions um, in the NIL world. They're one of the first companies that, you know, decided they want to be in the NIL business. And uh, I got the report from the Austin business journal. So shout out to them. Uh, but they got a quote from Blake Lawrence, CEO of open doors, a uh, Nebraska based company that created an online platform to track NIL transactions and the, uh, uh, the athletes platform uh, and there and promote that platform. Of course, uh, via NIL, they say, quote, or he said, quote, we track hundreds of millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of transactions through our technology and platform. Analyzing the first 20 months of NIL, Texas Athletics is number one in the country in our data set when it comes to NIL compensation for student athletes. Uh, and my prediction when NIL first dropped was that from the boosters and the you know donors I've talked to, they wanted Texas. And well, Austin too, I guess, to be the NIL capital of major college sports. It yep. had that kind of uh, potential because of the, you know, the companies that moved to Austin, the tech boom here, uh, because of the very affluent and influential culture here in Austin. That. That Austin could attract the type of businesses and the Texas brand, of course, um, was the type of businesses that would attract a lot of these Fortune 500 companies and they could get into kind of the corporate NIO game. And I think Texas is in the corporate NIO game, but on top of the corporate NIO game, you have the directives and then the collectives. Collectives are a group of boosters and donors who pull that money together. A directive is just a straight up sugar daddy who's deciding, hey, you know what? I got enough money, I'm a billionaire. I can fit the I can foot the bill myself and I can essentially fund NIL on my own. Right. And by the way Texas got all of them. And that's why I think they're leading the pack when it comes to NIL. So I'm not surprised. Like I said, it was my prediction that I think Texas was going to become the capital of the NIL world in major college sports. Now, it's a competition. It's an arms race. So just because you're out in front don't mean you're going to win the race. Uh, But Texas, I do believe right now, is uh, at the forefront of the NIL world, and it's just going to help them even more. It's a cheat code right now uh, because it's the Wild Wild West, and there is no real national regulations and guardrails on this thing. And as long as you are looking and finding the loopholes that are
2: advantageous to you and Texas is certainly doing that, you're going to be in the driver's seat. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. the beautiful part about it is you're trying to stay ahead of this and you're going through the laws and the regulations of what the choices are that are, are being made out there. But for me, excuse me, the university of Texas has been ahead of this for quite some time. I know we were talking about Miami and what mm-hmm. they were able to do with their life wallet. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about John Ruiz earlier about <clears throat> how he wanted to be, he wanted the U to be the NIO. He NIL. Was the is that
1: the NIO U is what they were calling it because they wanted to be yep. know, the capital of the Mecca of right. the NIO
2: world. Exactly. Yep. That has changed quite a bit. And now that the rules are, are being laid out, and different states have different legislations and how you can go about it. And the best part about it for me, and I, I know I don't know if we got too deep into this conversation uh, last time, is you can't in the open records request you can't find out how much the players are making. Not anymore. Not, Not anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Now I, there's a privacy amendment to yeah. the law, and I'm glad to hear that. I mean, mm-hmm. like we talk about, we don't pocket watch. We can assume we can all think we can all talk about what we think a player is making but that doesn't that's none of our business at all anyway uh, it's not. Someone argue against it that it's a
1: public institution that it is their business. I don't want to get into it. I'm sure there's a really valid argument on the other side of it. Truth right. is, this is another loophole to protect the universities so that they don't have to deal with the uh-huh. criticism of the court of public opinion or of the media when they say how much did you paid that that quarterback and he transferred in a year. Yeah, we paid him a million and a half dollars and he transferred he the next neph- year. And then they'll see the misuse of funds and they'll see how. How irresponsible uh, these these collectives and directives are when it comes to spending money in NIL. So that's what they want to avoid, and that's part of this new amendment in the law too. So the, the laws will keep changing mm-hmm. to protect the schools who obviously are making uh, their way in this new NIL world. And I'm not against that at all. Like I'm all for it; it's great. Um, but there are a lot of people now in the NIL business. Um, because you know, anytime you have a service or a product that had been previously prohibited and it becomes legal, there all the historic examples show you. There's an immediate economic windfall. I'm talking about just tons of cash rolling in. Mm-hmm. Happened when they legalized marijuana. Happened uh, when they legalized. You know, alcohol. It's been the case with you know certain gun sales. It just happened over time. Same thing with NIL. It is now legal in a form, all right, to pay the players to compensate the student athletes. And now there's a ton of money in the NIL world. I'm talking about millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Now there's even coaches now, they're comparing it to money laundering because there is no real national legislation regulational NIO. It's a state to state thing, which means it has to be regulated state to state. And the truth is I'm not sure every state is being diligent. Yeah. (laughs) In monitoring that. So with that windfall, you have a lot of people now who are uh, third parties, intermediaries, who are not necessarily doing it because their uh, allegiance for the university or their love for college sports—they just see a lot of straight cash,
2: homie. Straight they're, cash. They're
1: capitalists, and you know what? It's capitalism. That's what right. capitalism is about. It's the free market hit college sports, and a lot of money's hit it too. So they're just trying to get their piece of it. And I think that's when you're going to see, you know, something ultimately that I think college sports needed. But the great quote is: "Every great cause begins as a movement." becomes a business and degenerates into a racket. And that's when NIL is going to become more of a racket because mm-hmm. everybody's just getting a piece of it. And we don't, the money has no purpose anymore. Right. Uh, it's lost its purpose. And most people couldn't tell you, it's just like, Hey man, we're just paying for players. And it's <laughs> like, NIL wasn't the purpose. Of, it wasn't just to pay for players. It was to find a way to compensate the players fairly. And that is different. It's totally. There's different. a big yeah. difference. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, when you so, sit and you look at all the money, as you said, that is being thrown around. How do you how do you quantify this player and that player making this amount, and how about this? And, and remember, when the pancake factory started, mm-hmm. everybody was like, "Wait a minute!" Across the nation, everybody was like, "Hold Don't up you- how how is this even possible?" They found the, the loopholes. Yeah, they know exactly where to go. Exactly. And if you can create that, put it in a in a collective and the results come out of it the way that people are trying to assume that they are so be it but everybody comes in on a fair ground mm-hmm. and after that everything else is off the record yep. so uh
1: and i you know right now austin is is kind of what you know california and colorado were when they legalized marijuana and it's uh it's right now kind of the epicenter it really kind of what you know new jersey is now too with legalized sports betting uh with now nil being the law of the land i don't know if there is a better ecosystem economic ecosystem for it in austin texas mm, with texas being the marquee brand it's a professional team here and austin is one uh not only a pop culture mecca but economically i love the way that Uh, Jeff put it last night. Economically, Mm -hmm. it's one of the it's one of the last places where the recession hits, and it's one of the first places to recover from the recession. Mm. Like the way Austin is right, kind of situated right, in right. Texas. And because of support, It pops back quick. And usually it, it it gets hit last when it comes to the recession. Or it doesn't get hit as bad. Some people would text me and disagree with that. <laughs> uh, we're just talking about overall. Um, but I do think that's why it is. Like NIL-wise, it is. And all the Fortune 500 companies, they love Austin. They keep moving to Austin. Um, and that corporate presence wants a way to market itself. And NIL is a great way to market it. Especially with the, with the biggest brand in Austin. Austin has always been Texas right that that's the biggest brand in Austin no matter what happens with you know South by Southwest or ACL brands there is no bigger brand in this city than the University of Texas
0: mm-hmm. so when all these
1: corporations come come to Austin they were like all right we want to associate ourselves with the best brand in, in in tech the most well-known brand in this city what is it it's University of Texas oh uh, yeah Well, I can't afford to pay University of Texas to get on you know, on the stadium, Jumbotron and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know what's cheaper? The players. They represent Texas, and it's kind of a you know yeah. nil world. You can still have that representation, but it just won't be direct representation. You and can they'll move do it, it
2: around the way you need.
1: Yeah, to. so it's a it, it right now the formula works. Yeah, and it's working really well. So shout out to Wills and uh, shout out to all the different collectives uh, and all the different BMDs, big money boosters and donors. You guys are doing a really good job. Keep up the great work. Making me seem like a genius. I said Texas see if Rod and I don't can get some parking passes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see if we could do that. That'd be great. Uh, Okay, I wanted to uh, get to some other stuff, too, because there is a a statesman ranking of the quarterbacks in the Big 12. Um, So we can get to that coming up next segment if we have time. If not, then we'll table that because it's an evergreen topic. There's been a lot of talk about the PIF, the Public Investment Fund, Uh, obviously now that is heavily invested or that essentially has merged or bought uh, the PGA, whichever way you want to say it. Um, There's some more uh, factoids that we have not really gotten into about the PIF that are fascinating and just how heavily invested they are in sports. And I don't think everybody understands it. So we'll dive into some of the details of that as well. And we'll talk some uh, some Texas football discussion. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only
0: available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. you mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm.
2: Oh, you've got you do it, it now. It's time for Rod's oh. Rant of the Day. Hold on to your
0: butts. All
1: right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Time for uh, Rod's Rant of the Day and I want to get into. i got to get to a couple of topics here, so we may not stay on this topic. We may just get into it a little bit, but the um, the investment fund, the public investment fund. I keep wanting to call it the people's investment fund. It's the public investment fund, which I believe the projections are that it's worth somewhere in the neighborhood of six hundred something billion dollars in the public investment fund, um, the PIF as they call it, which. Essentially, it's merged, uh, if not um, bought or purchased the PGA. So I was doing some uh, deep diving about this. Just went down a rabbit hole. Really interesting. So this basically I know the political ramifications and discussion about this. So I'm not being uh, insensitive to it. But I just kind of want to get to the actual money conversation about this uh, PIF, this fund. So, essentially, their state-controlled oil company is what funds this PIF. And their state-controlled oil company, Aramco, produces more than 10 million barrels of crude oil daily That's a profit of $161 billion just last year. Mm. $161 billion of profit Mm. in a year. Um, That's... (laughs) $441 Four hundred and forty-one million dollars in profit every day. Eighteen million in profit every hour. Three hundred and six thousand dollars in profit every minute. Just to so show you, and you know, money talks, <laughs> and they yes. got a ton of it. Um, basically, and like I said, that the Ramco is their state-controlled uh, oil company. Uh, it's the world's largest oil producer. Um, the market cap of their company, I think it's at 2.1 trillion, third largest behind Apple and Microsoft. Just to give you some perspective. But they believe their, um, basically their economic model, um, their GDP and everything is a little too fragile because it's overly dependent on oil. 42% of their GDP, 87% of their budget revenues, 90% of their export earnings, big oil all right and hell it's working well for them. but i mean oil is going to run out one day we all know this right okay uh we don't have that discussion no we won't get into that that's a different discussion that's, for a different I day i was just about to say that. <laughs> um so when the oil prices declined throughout the early 80s they entered in, in, into a recession and their economy took a real hit and that's when uh the crown prince Mohammed bin salman who is the head of the PIF fund. He announced he was, the, I think he was also a top executive and one of the heads of their Aramco company as well. He came up with his Saudi vision, 2030 plan. Or at least he announced it. I'm sure. He came up with it for over year, for a few years, but he announced it in 2016 and basically laid out the framework to reduce their economic dependence on oil period. Wanted to diversify uh, their uh, financial portfolio, if you will and he's the one that had the bright idea but we should be investing in sports. Mm. As we know, man, ask Michael Jordan, there's a lot of money in sports. To so be an owner of sports a sports team for a, what? What was it? Michael Jordan for like 10, 13 years. Yeah. And the return is exponential. It's a ton of it, right? So he laid out like, man, we're going to get into sports. Uh, Saudi Arabia got to work, basically spend over like $10 billion in different assets. And now they bought the Newcastle United FC for $408 million in 2021, uh, invested in WWE, uh, 10 year, $1 billion deal uh, to get two events a year over there. A uh, 10-year deal with Formula One worth $650 million, guaranteeing them one home race each year. And their state-owned oil company, Aramco, has a 10-year $450 million sponsorship deal with F1 as well. Uh, also, uh, they paid at least $150 million to host high-profile boxing events. Uh, including the Anthony Joshua fight, also uh, Andy Ruiz, one of Andy Ruiz Jr., one of his fights. And of course, now we know about the $3 billion commitment mm-hmm. uh, in partnership with the PGA Tour. Uh, let's not forget, uh, they also signed some soccer players when they bought <clears throat> um, basically Saudi Arabia's top four soccer clubs uh, were purchased by the PIF. Uh, Al. I, I, I'm not going to try to pronounce him because I would just disrespect uh, that. And I don't want to do that uh, before different soccer clubs. And Ronaldo, remember, he has been signed to play for two years. Uh, I believe it's Al Nassar. Yeah. Uh, if I said that correctly, if I didn't, I apologize. Uh, 200 million per year. Which, by the way, is nothing compared to the reported alleged one point three to one point six billion dollar offer. The yeah, Lionel Messi turned down to sign with an m l s team enter miami and that
2: was that was mm. huge, and from what I'm being told, mm. another player is coming to enter Miami as well
1: yeah, they got uh oh is it really yeah, I could see that I just
2: found that out last night um
1: but yeah man they signed a bunch of guys for around i think worth more than like two billion dollars mm. uh Benzema they signed a, another uh, another player as well, but either way that's that's why it seems like a wave of money that cannot be stopped and I mean the hope is that they only want to infiltrate maybe the international sports but Mm -hmm. hell man if you're the rock and you just lost 60 million dollars in one year and the PIF comes to you and goes man we'll buy it off your hands for 300 million (laughs) dollars
2: they come in all set. what does the rock do what does the rock do Uh, he sells (laughs) (laughs) He, he, he sells and uh, how do we make it better? All right, we got, we got money now to invest in it to well, make it better. Well, because they don't care about profit. No. Like, I just gave you the numbers. Profit, they got ridiculous amounts of money.
1: That's profit. just a write-off yeah. for them. You're talking about $161 billion yeah. in profit a year mm-hmm. that they don't care about mu- losing millions. That's nothing to them. Ugh. So, yeah, it's, it's really, really interesting. Like I said, it's like some people consider it a threat. Some people are trying to look at it as, you know, maybe this is the new kind of geopolitical landscape that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, of course, I mean, both sides, I think, you know, make some valid points about it. It just may be the reality uh, that you have to face with that much money. They're going to have a ton of influence mm-hmm. in a lot of different worlds. Uh, OK, let's, uh, you know, I want to get to this this ranking really quickly while we got some time. I've been teasing this for a couple of segments. I want to get right to it. Uh, Thomas Jones, I'll give him props. because I believe he's the one to Statesman that put in the hard work. Uh, He's ranking the best of the big 12 conferences, quarterbacks, all 14 teams ranked them from one to 14. I was a little surprised by the, the, the the team that's ranked number one Mm hard, but honestly, I think he's right now. This is quarterback situation. Um, He's going Kansas. With Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean having death at that position.
2: That I I would give him because Jason Bean has had to play quite a bit Mm -hmm. of football. And when he did come in, he played well. And Jalen Daniels, obviously you and I were talking about him non-stop oh, loving that him, dude. talking about his talent and what he's capable of doing. Hosman front runner. So when I, he I, was yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I will look at this as we continue to go down this list. I'll let them stay there briefly until we get a chance to talk about some of these other names. Uh, yeah. Um, I, you know, I
1: don't mind it because he's talking about you know, proven commodities yep, and yep, yep. at least Jalen Daniels did. I know all these quarterbacks had dealt with injuries because only one quarterback um, played every game for his team uh, the entire season last season. I think that was Hunter Deckers from Iowa State. He's got, Thomas Johnson's got Kansas 1 and Oklahoma at 2. I know you're a big Dylan Gabriel fan.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but, man, I wonder about the depth at Oklahoma in the quarterback. I like Dylan Gabriel,
2: but behind Dylan Gabriel, you got a highly talented freshman, Jackson Arnold. But remember, you had Nick Evers. He left. You had another quarterback that was there. He left. So, yeah, to I'm, me, I don't know how you could jump them into that position to put hmm. them at the number two spot if we're talking about time and, and depth. of, I mean, players that have played in a game. So, it's kind of in between here. Well, I think because Dylan Gabriel's played so much yeah.
1: that maybe he figures he's played so much ball that Dylan Gabriel, you know, that he warrants or at least brings credibility to the entire room. Yep. But they definitely don't have the depth. I do like Dylan Gabriel as the frontline starter, though. I mean, and he works in uh, that system. He's got Texas' three, which you could argue Texas has more depth than uh, Oklahoma does, certainly. Mm-hmm. Kansas, I don't know if they have more proven depth than
2: Kansas. Kansas uh, has proven Kansas depth. Kansas has the most proven depth, I would
1: um, say. But Quinn Ewers, I mean, Jalen Daniels and Quinn Ewers both missed games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Malik Murphy, the first offseason, he's even been healthy, has been this offseason. Uh, so I definitely can see they, they're they largely unproven, too, Right, Quinn Ewers and Malik Murphy. And, of course, you have Arch Manning, who's not expected to play. Um, but I will say, upside-wise, Texas has the most talented quarterback room in the Big 12. But if you're talking about proven commodities and actual production on the field, yeah, I'll take Kansas. And, hell, man— they're looking there not to say kansas state is fourth in this conversation um will howard man will howard is impressive to me i like will howard actually now crazy he's <laughs> before two years ago it. he's more yeah. will to will spill the pill howard but now more will will the thrill howard because i think if he would have played against texas they might have had a better chance to win that game mm-hmm. um, but yeah upside texas has the best quarterback room in the big 12 but Upside is not something that will win you games. You need somebody to go out on the field and be productive and prove it game after game. And that's the question about Quinn Ewers, who hadn't played football in a long time right? Uh, before starting last season and even last season ended up getting hurt. Uh, The last time he played significant time in a football season without having to miss time was probably going back to his junior year in high school. So the question is how much improvement can we see from Quinn Ewers one full off season in the same system with the starting
2: job already decided. Well here's here's the thing for me. This is a contract year for Quinn Yours. So mm. you know, we've been talking a lot about the changes uh cut his hair. He looks leaner. He looks cut. Yeah. He looks you know, he's dirty. He looks shredded. So this is a time <laughs> for him that He's trying to put himself on the draft map. And so for him this hmm. is a focus year. And people look at him as that upside of being a high draft pick and so maybe this is why he's gotten himself into the better shape that it's been in a while. Yeah.
1: Uh no, it's it really the season goes as Quentin Ewers goes. If Quentin yep. Ewers has a great season, yep. Texas will win 10, no 11 doubt. games and be competing for a Big 12 title. If he doesn't then Texas won't right no then doubt Texas doesn't uh, okay so 4K state uh, 5 he's got central florida um, he likes uh, uh, John Rice Plumlee, mm-hmm. Um And he th- talks about How they got some depth There as well Six is BYU Seven, Iowa State Even though they bring back Hunter Deckers uh, One of the only quarterbacks That started every game Last year for his team Baylor I think wasn't he The
2: only one He was the only one yeah. yeah, I should say
1: One, the only one Blake yeah. Shapen, uh Also at Baylor They got him at eight So uh, not how i Blake Shapin And neither yeah. is Baylor By the way uh, Texas Tech uh, For the third consecutive year He talks about Tyler Shuck Will enter the season As a starter uh, Remember last year the starting quarterback now at, or at least one of the quarterbacks at U of H, Donovan Smith yep. v. Texas. Uh, he's moving on to the Houston Cougars, who are on this list at, I believe, yeah, they're 12. Ahead of TCU at 11, uh, Cincinnati at 10, and uh, like I said, Texas Tech at 9. Uh, down at the bottom, Oklahoma State at 13, because your boy Spencer Sanders is gone, and West Virginia. Um, last ranked quarterback situation, uh, based on the uh, Statesman rankings from Thomas Jones. There, that's so.
2: th- th- that's why I keep saying I don't know if my man's gonna make it through the season. Neil, Neil Brown. Brown, yeah, you you can't be in this league. Get some new teams that comes in, and now all of a sudden you're trying to figure out if you who's your quarterback going to be. The one quarterback is five eleven hmm. that you're gonna be bringing in there. Yeah. Coming downhill, he better be a running quarterback because they're gonna come and get him. So I, I I just don't know if my man Neil Brown's gonna make it through. Uh yeah, all the the, the teams at the bottom of this list, I
1: would say quarterback is connected to job yep. stability at the uh, head coaching position. U of H at twelve, Oklahoma State's at thirteen, and West Virginia's at fourteen. I don't think Mike Gundy will ever go anywhere, but uh, this may be one of the the seasons where you know Mike Gundy's team struggles because he's had a lot of guys transfer, mm-hmm. and he's he's being real
2: stubborn and old school about. The NIL, yeah, he's missing out. Yeah, he's missing out. You like we talked about just a minute ago. Stop playing, man. He's being stubborn about it. Yeah, you either walk away from the game or the game gonna walk away from you. Both of the Oklahoma coaches are being stubborn in different
1: ways because Venables is being stubborn about the transfer portal. Remember, he's one of those guys that's basically the modern recruiting saying he doesn't want guys taking visits after they commit to Oklahoma and all that kind of stuff. And then Mike Gundy's being he's being reluctant to go all in on NIL because he doesn't like how it's Corrupted amateurism, and he's not wrong. But it's still the, you know don't hate the player, hate the game. It is what it is. You still got to play the game, man.
2: Mm-hmm. You can't refuse to play the game, you, yep. And because you are just gonna get your hit, you get bludgeoned. And that's where you're leaning right now.
1: And I think, you know, if they would have had their sugar daddy, T Boone Pickens been still alive, I think they'd be fine. Oh, they would have Because he's definitely a sugar daddy. Idiot. But now, without a true sugar daddy in that program, they don't really know how to approach the NIL world. And Mike Gundy is not the guy <laughs> to to help them, you know, ease them into that transition. Not at all. No. Yeah, uh, he's
2: uh-huh. got. A, you got a lot of work to do, buddy. Yeah, you got a lot. A lot of it.
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, some other news notes and nuggets uh, from the sports world. All that and more, right here on Bottom Line One Hundred and Four Nine One. Welcome back to Ball do Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's when my man Jack plays jams. So I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And are you taking notes, Harge? Taking notes? I got I'm ready. All right. We're trying to – no, I'm just saying, like from some no. of the artists that Jack is playing. Oh, yeah. Could You could consider putting in your phone. We're trying to get Harge more – female artists in his phone and more artists who are not African Americans <laughs> phone because most of his phone are male African Americans uh right it's like 90% of your music
2: yeah is is male that's, that's fair yeah that's fair
1: you got to not diversify a little bit who uh, want to get that number down to like 75 okay okay you need 25% uh you know more women I think more I'm diversity. Out of diversity Oh, I think I'm oh, out of storage. Okay. <laughs> wow. Is that your response when I say you need more diversity? I'm think, out of storage. I think I'm
2: out of storage. Sorry. Let me go ahead and start deleting some of this stuff <laughs> that I got, guys.
1: Uh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we had to fun with that earlier. This is not fun, this story. Okay, so, guys, uh, how about this? There's a modern, like, in-person tourism, like, Like submarine,
0: Mm -hmm. I'm all over this story.
1: For really, yeah, you've heard about this, right?
0: I've read everything about this.
1: Okay, so you probably can help us to it, Jack. So there's a submarine, the Submersal. It disappeared Sunday near the Titanic wreckage, where it was on its third trip since the Ocean Gate Expeditions. This company started. Basically, giving these uh, really, I'm assuming they're really wealthy people, uh, giving them uh, the adventure of a lifetime, giving them a chance to go see the Titanic wreckage. They started in 2021. This is their third trip. And now they can't find it. Yeah, that's Um, ridiculous. They have been promoting the third dive for months on his website and in Facebook posts, offering the chance to follow in Jacques Cousteau's footsteps and become an underwater explorer for the price of $250,000. Yes, so people got some bread. Um, um, participants have included a chef, an actor, a videographer, and someone who worked in a in banking, uh, the company said on Facebook. One of the customers said on Instagram last year that it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience that lived up to her expectations. Um, Ocean Gate seems to be the only company offering dive tours to the Titanic wreckage, underscoring the practical difficulty of reaching the site, which is 12,500 feet down in the cold North Atlantic where the ship sank in 1912 and about 1,500 people died.
2: Mm. Wow. Yeah. This, this story is troubling for me. Number one, you and I have had this conversation numerous times, right? Mm. We don't do water. Well I don't like, like that. that. No. No. And way. then you're trying to go look look for the Titanic? Bro, the Titanic hadn't been found ever. Yeah, they did. They found it. Well, I'm just saying like it was hard. I think they got yeah, it on you, accident. They yeah, they were just diving mm. around. There's nothing I want to do that, that deep in the water. There's nothing. Yeah.
1: I've been invited to go deep. Sea fishing, and I'm. I, I it doesn't I appeal it to me at
0: all. I did it once. Have you seen the sub? It's like
2: question? a. it's in it like a little one of those little wiener dog looking things? It looks
0: very much homemade. It's and about the size of a minivan. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of them sitting inside. Yeah, sitting it's, inside there's of it. There's not seats. It's just a metal tube that they're sitting on the ground of. Oh, there's no. one button, according to the guy, for uh, surfacing and uh, and diving. I guess. Right. Wow. And it is controlled. By a PlayStation 3 controller. <laughs> I did see I mean, that. Like, and what if you didn't <laughs> plug it in? Where are you getting your charge at? It's it's a tragic oh, thing, obviously. But dude, you got to If you're like, better, I want to go to the bottom of the ocean and die, this is exactly how I would go about it. I mean,
1: yeah. I, some people they live for adventure. You guys know, I, I, don't I don't do not believe in. I don't believe in organized life risking activities for recreational purposes, which right. I, this counts. I just don't believe in it because I don't want you know my story to end that way. All right? right, Um, But I get it. Some people are adrenaline junkies, and this kind of stuff really, really appeals to them. I, f- I hope they find them. This is this is a d- sad way to go. If you go, you don't want that. I mean, hell, how, long, how long have
0: they been this? missing, Jack?
2: How long have they been? Like, missing? They're almost that?
0: out of air. I think the the math was they would be out of air either tomorrow or Thursday. Oh, it was forty. Man.
2: I thought they had forty hours of air they're, left. They're, uh, when that was early this morning. Their
0: internet connection to their uh their mothership is what it said was uh they got their internet from elon musk's company so yet another bad pr oh situation for for austin's very own elon musk
2: oh my goodness um yeah oh
0: he could have heard that sorry elon. yeah you gotta be careful with that bro <laughs> uh,
1: elon he's not offended by it yeah uh but yeah it's it's a really sad story uh that's it. so hopefully they end up finding these folks but yeah that's that would not appeal to me i'm with you hearts like that I, I don't find any type of excitement in going to the
2: bottom of the ocean to find the Titanic. My thought process is never that. Hey, what do y'all feel like doing today? You want to go <laughs> jump out of an airplane or do you want to go submerge yourself underwater and not have enough air? And oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to control it with a PlayStation 3 controller. I'm out, bro. On both accounts, not mm. jumping out no airplane, and definitely not going underwater like that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah.
1: No. It's. Uh, I. I. Apparently, they don't visit a lot. This is actually the first company that is offering, you know, a way to visit the Titanic. So it's. It must be dangerous because people don't do it.
0: Yeah. Oh yes. This good on the text line. They are bolted in. The door is bolted oh, shut. No. So even if they resurfaced. You, they couldn't get out by themselves they would they need somebody on the outside <laughs> to let them out of this thing mm. Man, couldn't they couldn't none of this was a good I yeah mean, this is mm. a bad plan
2: <laughs> this is a bad plan yeah it was a bad plan but it might be it may not they may not even be submerged. It'd be like people saying that people aren't really walking on the moon mm. they got it in a studio mm. they, that's why you got such a crystal clear picture. It might be a hoax. These might be messing with us,
0: faking their deaths for yeah. a, for insurance purposes.
2: Yeah, going to a different island by themselves. <laughs> that, this is that would be my nightmare. That, that's,
1: like, that's like that's nightmare fuel for me. Oh, for sure. That's like one of my. That, I heard Craig
0: say,
2: about claustrophobia." I, there's no way I would be in something like that, and I didn't even know about the bolting in thing right there. Like, how am I getting out of this? Wow. And you're running out of air. So even if you come back up. How long is it going to take you to get out of there if you're bolted in? And they're looking for them right now, and with no they, signal, right? They don't know where they are. Like that's crazy. That's the worst part. They don't know, they don't know what Like part, I have no parts of diving. Well, no, to. they don't
1: know what part of the wreckage they're exploring. Because the Titanic, it you know, it, it's different <laughs> yeah. pieces that it ended up you know breaking right. apart into. You can explore different parts of the Titanic. They don't know where they are, and
2: yeah. How come no one has ever tried to take the Titanic
0: out of the water?
2: Dude, it's it's like twelve thousand feet down there.
0: It's down there. It's, it's way down there. Deep, Dude, even for we the got ocean. technology.
1: Bro, do you realize we haven't even explored like sixty percent of the ocean? We have Trust no me. idea that's there. There's a reason. Exactly. You, Loch Ness go, you want the monster? don't to go, want and, you coming and, down and there. You to want holler. to go down there and try to pull up the Titanic? <laughs> and go up there and and Some get alien it. <laughs> species gets it disrupted.
2: Here's Aquaman and, when you <laughs> need. <laughs> <on>. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, some other hijinks when we come back here yeah, at the show. <laughs> right here on Ball <laughs> Don't Lie, wonderful,